quick one. If you can hit follow or subscribe to this podcast, that really helps me track new listeners. Cheers. So a bit of a quick update for you this week. I'm going to just jump straight into the topics. But before I do, of course, it's also always important to note that the Wealth Journal is not financial advice. It's purely here for educational and entertainment purposes. But I thought I'd give a quick update this week. It's been a very, a very hectic week uh, for me, sort of outside of the podcast. So I've been recording some more guest interviews. I look forward to sharing them with you very soon. And of course, you know, been very busy outside of of the podcast as well. So I just wanted to give a bit of a quick update rather than miss an episode. I'll just tell you some of the things that I've been, um, been focusing on this week. It has been an interesting time in the world of investing. Certainly the last few weeks, you could even argue that I guess since the beginning of the year, it's been very interesting. And I've actually made some changes to my portfolio since the last time I did a portfolio update. So I thought I would cover that. And I've actually closed out some positions over the last few months. I've sold quite a lot of my individual stock picks. And that's basically due to me being very uncertain about the market. So I've actually taken some profits on a lot of my positions. I've also taken some losses on some of the picks that I would maybe consider bad picks. And I've been at a little bit of a, I guess, a struggle mentally with, you know, following the theme of never sell. You often make your biggest mistakes when you come to sell stocks and things like that. And I've actually done just that. Um, but I think overall, after I've closed out some of my positions on, on some of those stocks, I've, I've still been able to take some profit off the table, which has been positive. But after speaking the last few weeks with James from Rise ETF and Vidat from Mintus, I've learned so much more about how to actually construct and build a portfolio. And then after looking at mine, I felt, I felt that it was you know very heavily correlated. I was probably exposed or overexposed to certain industries and markets, for example, you know, US stocks or tech stocks, crypto. So when one of them went down, they pretty much all went down. And I found that some of my own stock picks have been a bit of a disaster. And honestly, I don't think I could actually sustain picking the right stocks over a long period of time. So my approach has changed ever so slightly. And I think I'm going to begin to construct my portfolio now really with the bulk of it, maybe around 80% in low cost index investing. And I think in some ways I did initially start my portfolio like that. And then a lot of the stocks I picked had just really accelerated and, and sort of tipped it out of balance. So I'm having a bit of a, <laughs> I guess, a refocus when it comes to how I'm thinking about my portfolio. So I've been investing into you know Vanguard ETFs via Trading212, um, but I've now set up my own Vanguard account now, which I'm going to auto-invest in, into their accumulation funds. Uh, I still want growth over income, hence why I'm picking the accumulation. So all dividends get reinvested and the, the fund will hopefully uh, grow quicker. My time horizon obviously still remains very long. So I want to make sure I'm investing in, in, in these funds that I don't really want to I almost want to forget about really for the next five to 10 years. Um, 
But also what it's taught me is that I can't dedicate a huge amount of time to picking individual stocks. Yes, there might be some companies that I come across and um, feel that I've got good long-term potential. And for some companies, I, I have actually held positions in them. For example, uh, you know, Apple is a good, good example there. I think AstraZeneca is a stock that I still hold um, that I, that's actually performed quite well. So there are still some companies that I'm I'm confident in, and there's a couple of more speculative speculative companies. Sorry that I've um, that have you know kept holding positions in as well because I'd rather just keep hold of them and just see what would happen. To be honest, um, but yeah, I think I think sort of the bulk of my portfolio certainly at this stage is shifting more towards um, these low low cost index funds. And actually, um, I don't want to you know a bit of a spoiler alert for a future episode, but I've been speaking to somebody on this topic and. Um, they they work with a huge amount of, of uh, investors and have seen this trend also happen with their customers as well. So I'm not alone in this approach. So I'm working, you know, I've, I've set up an account with, with Vanguard now um, that I can just automate it. I've picked their 100% equity life strategy fund at the moment, and I plan to just dollar cost average into that pretty much each month and, and forget about it. Um, and... I've also done, I've got this, the same, the same plan for my children as well. Um, so you can invest, I think it's a hundred pound a month, um, as a minimum investment investment or a 500 pound lump sum. So over the course of the next few years, I'm just going to continue to, to invest in there. Um, and there are a few different Vanguard life strategy plans that you can, you can pick ranging from an equity bond mix, you know, almost as low as 20% equities and 80% bonds. Obviously, it just depends on at what stage of life you're at, all the way up to 100% equities. And that's the one that I've picked. But um, again, that's that's personal preference. And you'll see that these are basically ready-made portfolios at a very low cost. I think the fees are just 0.2%-ish. Um, now, some prefer to invest in a specific index, so you can invest in a specific uh, ETF that Vanguard has, for example, the S&P or um, a US equities focus one, which Probably is a good choice, but again, it's up to you to to decide what is best for you. Um, and like I said, I've, I've still kept some of my other stocks. I've not sold any crypto. I have my investments in a few startups and, of course, contemporary art, which I've discussed on the podcast. Um, but I guess the equity side of my portfolio has drastically changed. Um, so, yeah. There's a bit of an update. So I basically ripped up my 2022 investment plan. So if you listen to that episode a few months back, I suggest you ignore it. Um, and yeah, you know, that's learning, isn't it? Um, so of course, that's where I'm up to. Um, no doubt that that might even develop. And I think it's good to maybe start out with a plan, but also also be flexible. Who knows? I could I could be wrong, but I'm I'm trying to take the the the, the pressure off a little bit. Um, and I think that's what this period has certainly taught me. And, and going through that process has been has been a learning. Um, there were times where my portfolio was massively massively up, and I thought I was a, a stock picking genius. I think I mentioned that a few times on the podcast. Um, and then you almost think, oh, at that point, that was the perfect time to sell. But you know, why would you during that time? And um, I could argue now that I have talked on this podcast about the only time investors really lose money in the stock market is when they, is when they come to sell. And I've, um, I've closed some positions out recently at a profit, but also at a loss. And, um, who knows what will happen there? Um, you know, in a few years time, I might look at some of those, some of those stocks and think that was a big mistake. That probably will be the case. Let's face it. Um, but you know, I, I honestly, I honestly don't know. And I think, um, I think having my, my portfolio in low cost diversified indexes 
is is a good foundation. And then I then plan with sort of with the remaining 20% to have though that in areas where I have high conviction. So in themes that I'm, like I said, I've got high conviction over. So similar to the episode that I had with James Thomas from Rise ETF, some of these thematic ETFs where it might be a long-term future trend that I really believe in. Um, or for example, cryptocurrencies and things like that. I think that's that's going to be more my plan going forward. And this is really what the Wealth Journal's all been about. I wouldn't really have maybe made these changes if I hadn't spoken to some of the experts in the marketplace and things like that. So um, yeah, hopefully that it feels like this is a better approach to what I what I'd done previously. And of course, speaking to Vidat from Mintus and getting his view on on the difference between your know, stocks that are correlated versus uncorrelated. And like I said, my portfolio felt like all the stocks were pretty much correlated. So um, yeah, I think uh, it, this feels like a better approach for me. It almost allows me to um, not really have focus as much time on on it either. You know, I can't do detailed analysis on on every single stock. Uh, I think if you if you are to own uh, individual stocks, I do feel like you should have a real good grasp of of the company, its management, its prospects, its future cash flows, all these sort of things, uh, in order to make that make that decision, especially when you're investing, you know, decent amounts of of money. So. Yeah, that's sort of been my my take. A bit of an emotional roller coaster. I've been sort of obviously I read Morgan Housel's uh, Psychology of Money, which um, certainly helped change my my approach. And you know, like he said, when the markets are going down, it is difficult to to continue to invest. And I think actually this approach, investing in low cost diversified indexes, feels during times of uncertainty almost like a a safer approach, but still one that I'm comfortable with to, to continue to do during times of uncertainty, as opposed to just not investing at all. So I know this is still probably a good time to continue investing, um, but probably in a more balanced approach is is what I'm doing. Who knows? I could be wrong. Uh, again, not financial advice. And, you know, I would really recommend you do speak to a financial advisor before making any form of investment decision. Um, there's so many things you know, these days when it comes to financial advice that, that I'm learning all the time as well, you know, rainy day funds, life insurance, income protection, saving for retirement versus investing in the future, the tax implications and all that sort of stuff. So there's so much to think about. And I hope this podcast, if anything, just gives you ideas, but maybe also inspires you to to seek more information and certainly the information and advice from from the experts um so yeah that, that, that's pretty much all i can say on the topic today but um yeah a bit of a change of approach and um yeah like i said if you listen to my my investment strategy for 2022 way back in january then uh yeah maybe just go and delete that episode i would delete the episode but i don't want to lose those download stats either so um and this is the thing I, i'd like my podcast episodes to just be evergreen and you can listen to to them you know all the time. Um, but the, the world of investing changes so much. So it's hard to, it's hard to just say that, um, you know, this episode is going to be relevant for forever when we're talking about stuff that's happening day in, day out in the market. So it's very difficult. It's very difficult, but anyway, we learn, we continue and, um, hopefully, hopefully this is a, a good approach. It feels like it's the right one. So 
who knows um but let me know what you think you know if you're going through a similar journey then then as always reach out and be great to understand how everybody else is feeling at the moment from their investment point of view are you continuing to invest have you stopped investing are you focusing more on that rainy day fund at the moment i'd be i'd be intrigued to to find out as always thank you for listening i look forward to bringing you some more episodes in the next couple of weeks with of course some more guests and um yeah i'm excited to see what happens with the podcast i think these last few weeks have been hugely eye-opening for me um certainly with the recent guests i feel like i've learned a, a huge amount from them so yeah that's been good and i hope you i hope you have too so as always take care and um speak to you soon 